Good evening and welcome to Matters of Life. I'm John Lucier and I am joined this evening by my wonderful wife, my co-host in this episode, my honey honey, Kamisha Lucier. Oh, hi honey. Thanks for having me. Well, you're welcome, honey. It's good to have you on this on this show, on this episode, and 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 more importantly, most importantly, as a helpmate. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. You're welcome. That. So, so this evening in this episode, we're going to discuss something of the utmost importance, and that is prophecy in words given by the Lord, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We're told very plainly in Scripture, this is in Revelation 19, in verse 10, that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Well, we've been given this, this entire book, known as the Bible, which is all prophetic words, Amen. literally pointing us to Jesus. Amen. Prophetic at some point until it became history. Uh, un- exactly. <laughs> until it became fulfilled. That's right. right. So, and, and in Scripture, in the Bible, some of it is fulfilled, and some of it is yet to be fulfilled, and mm-hmm. is appointed for a, a future or specific time and season as the Lord has determined. Amen. And in these prophetic words... Right, they are living and active because when Jesus speaks, mm-hmm. and he's always speaking, or when the Lord speaks, when the Father speaks through the Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. He is always, and he's always communicating, mm-hmm. but he's speaking on so many different planes or, mm-hmm. or levels. Mm-hmm. And it's important for us to recognize that, but the reason why is to remind us we need to go back and read these prophetic words from the Lord that he's given to us. Yes, starting in scripture mm-hmm. and the words that he has given and spoken over you and into your life. Amen. First and foremost for your life, mm-hmm. but then it also impacts those around you. Amen. So I bring this up because, you know, I was, I was reading through scripture and we were studying about marriage and all these other things, especially going through Ephesians. Mm-hmm. And in this, or in that study, um, and another episode that we were doing for a different show, mm-hmm. um, for the radio broadcast, actually, uh-huh. there was something that came up, and the Lord reminded me of the word that he spoke um, for 2023 through mm. this ministry. Okay. So... Uh, and what he reminded me of in there, or in what he reminded me of, I'll say that I was able to to see how all like just well, I mean the Lord, the word of the Lord's always accurate. Amen but to that. All the different things that have happened in this nation mm-hmm. and throughout the world over the course of the year, and how it all lined up with, and the word of the Lord, there was multiple. Uh, words in there and in that word we also studied out Balak and uh, Balaam so the word of the Lord that the Lord gave to this ministry yes um, concerned for 2023 okay Mm -hmm. and and ultimately it also talked about what the Lord is looking for from his people and and just looking for from people period Mm -hmm. now honey honey would you mind reading that um the sp- specifically what the Lord said he was looking for. Sure, sure, sure. I'll read that to you. 
Um, it says, the Lord said he is looking for a people who will serve him in a way that they put his will and perspective above their own, that they are willing to forsake all and follow him. The Lord equates these people as David's mighty men of valor, an elite group. And while many people will enter the kingdom, some by the proverbial skin of their teeth, there is an elite group of people in the earth who will worship God in a way that they are willing to do and do perform everything that he has asked them to do. Their business on the earth is to seek his will above their own to the exclusivity of seeking his will and not their own or anyone else's. Amen. Amen. There, there's a a lot in there, but just for the, well, there's the scripture. Judgment always starts or first starts in the house. Mm-hmm. So to me, it made sense, perfect sense that the Lord always addresses his people first, his church, his body, and ultimately his bride. Because when we understand what the Lord's doing and, and the plans and purposes he's carrying out, we also must be prepared to mm-hmm. to be the bride of Christ. And, well, as, as I said, even in the beginning of this episode, right, talking and referencing you as my helpmate, first and foremost, because that's what the Lord said. Amen. <laughs> long ago, right? Amen. But... We, or in a helpmate, if we're the bride of Christ, we are to be the Lord's helpmate, which means suitable for his purpose. Not that Mm -hmm. we're equal with the Lord, right? We as people are definitely the weaker vessel. Mm -hmm. And we're to be joined in covenant Mm -hmm. relationship with Christ. Amen. Amen. So uh, I'm bringing this up because as I look back, it's of the utmost importance that we understand covenant in mm, this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the covenant very plainly throughout scripture whether it's stated in in specific words or it's acted out demonstrated mm-hmm. if you will is that god would be our god or i will be your god mm-hmm. and you will be my people mm-hmm. that's what well, the lord said mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. this nation right this nation stated very plainly that we would be one nation under God. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know about everybody else, but when I hear that, I hear the covenant. Amen. I'll be your God and you'll be my people. So we're a people after the Lord. Mm-hmm. But, oh, well, not but, and. There's a, a weight, a significance, and importance with that. As being covenant people, the Lord has always intended to bless, protect, feed, guide, care for his people. The only thing that gets in the way of that is sin. Because sin separates us from the Lord. It is a violation of the covenant or a breaking of the covenant. Mm-hmm. So as I was as the Lord was, you know, revealing these things to me and walking me through this, he was walking me through our nation and all the things that have happened just this year. This I'll say great shaking that has happened where people were were forced is probably a the correct way to phrase it but it sounds a little harsh mm. but forced to examine ourselves mm. and 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 our actions mm-hmm. our, our beliefs towards the Lord and our is what we're doing in line and in alignment with his plan his purpose his will mm-hmm. which is also his covenant mm-hmm. 
the destiny track you set for each one of us. And, but also relating it to the word of the Lord for 2023 was about Balaam and how Balaam was brought, who had a relationship with the Lord, was brought in by Balak mm-hmm. in order to curse the people. Mm-hmm. But he was not allowed to do it. And it's interesting, like, oh, we'll go back to Numbers 22, which is where this, uh, where the Lord picks up and, and also the, the start of the story concerning Balaam and Balak. Mm-hmm. And the very first verse it says, Then the sons of Israel journeyed and camped in the plain of Moab beyond the Jordan opposite Jericho. Okay. So, so just for the for the listeners, let's, let's kind of put them um, geographically here, right? And in and in time with the, mm-hmm. okay, if you will, the the order. Now, they had already spied out the land, right? And uh, that's that's I believe in chapter thirteen of Numbers. They had um, spied out the land. They had come back, and the spies had come back and reported that. The land's good, but only two of them, Caleb first, and then Joshua clearly said, the Lord's already said what he said. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's move on what he said. Mm-hmm. He's already given it into our, our hands. Amen. But the people said no. So the Lord said, well, okay, well, you spied it out for 40 days. You're going to get one year per per day that you spied out this land, mm-hmm. but still rejected the word. Mm-hmm. Of wondering, They're going to wander in the wilderness. Exactly. One year for every so day So they weren't going to enter in. The land. Uh-huh. But then he still brought them up just outside of the land. <laughs> and so they could also see, but what are they looking at? They're looking at Jericho. Mm-hmm. And... While they're looking at Jericho, you have Balak, who sent for Balaam. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody already knew what happened in Egypt. Because mm-hmm. you see that one in the book of Joshua, where the, the two spies that Rahab the harlot had mm-hmm. hidden, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she told them flat out, hey, We've heard about these things. 40 years ago, they heard about it, mm-hmm. and their hearts melted within them. They were right. afraid. Uh-huh. So everybody already knew what had happened. And now you have millions of people on the opposite side of the Jordan River, right? But they're looking at Jericho this whole time. And then then that's where Balaam comes and, and tries to curse in order to make profit. And, all, and, mm-hmm. and there's much more detail in this. I want mm-hmm. to... We're going to, I don't want to say brush over some things, but we're going to talk in, in, in not so much detail in this episode because while it is a long word of the Lord, I, I want to encourage you to go listen to it in full. Mm-hmm. So you have the details for yourself, so it's yours, and no one can take it from you. Amen to that. All right. But in there, there's... um. So, so they're looking at Jericho, and... All these things come about, right? Ultimately, the the, the Cliff Notes version, if you will, uh-huh. is Balaam is not allowed to curse the people. The children of Israel. The children of Israel. Right, because the, God said he had blessed them. Amen. Mm-hmm. So he so Balaam said, I can't bless or I can't curse what the Lord's blessed. Mm-hmm. And and then he was forced to bless them. Every time. Every time. Mm-hmm. But here was the difference, and and here's where the things went wrong. Balaam instructed Balak Mm -hmm. how to 
ensnare the people of Israel, the children of Israel in the wilderness. And he did it by teaching them how to sin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we talked about this in that episode. Mm -hmm. And in a um, looking at all these different uh, isms, right? Ideologies and isms, Marxism, socialism, communism, Uh right? All these... All these different things that people are trying in the natural, looking at and trying to address and saying, hey, they're trying to do that here. Mm -hmm. But we've missed the bigger point, which is the Lord saying, no, 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 no. This is all those things, the ideologies, the isms, is a byproduct of what's actually happening. And what's actually happened in this nation and throughout the earth is that many of these leaders, self-appointed you know, some are fraudulent, mm. all these other, right? However, they're in leadership, whether right. at local, state, yep. federal, level, whatever it is, uh-huh. right? And, and even within the church, unfortunately. Yeah. They have taught the people how to sin. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They've, legislation's been enacted, education has been enacted, uh, and certain and laws enacting um, teaching in education, in business, in seemingly every area and aspect of life. <laughs> Whether it's, uh, it doesn't matter if it's a, a business that does candy or, or, I mean, there's there's been tons of these things that are all teaching and pointing and pushing something. All right. Whether, again, business and, and for the nation, whether it's GDP, the economy, whatever the case is. That isn't actually blessing and benefiting the people, but it's doing things, the majority of it. Now, the Lord has moved in there and Mm -hmm. has delivered us from some of this legislation that they've attempted to enact. Mm -hmm. But on the whole, much of it has been doing the exact bidding of the the devil, Satan, the adversary, who seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. And he doesn't care about the technicality and how he, he accomplishes it. But that is what has been happening in this nation and throughout the earth. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would say this. Um, it's not so much about the laws. I know there's a lot of focus on the laws of the land and things like that. And government, like that. who's in power, sure. Right, but if you, it's what the Lord said about about this is that it was they the people were taught to sin not that unrighteous laws were enacted exactly because you think about shadrach meshach and abednego right unrighteous laws were enacted but they chose not to partake in it amen so yes. it's not about wicked laws being on the books that's causing america to sin um, exactly. or to fall that has it, it's neither here nor there it doesn't matter because there's always been unrighteous and wicked rulers and they're going to do what they do and and God will take care of that. Um, and I'm not saying that in the case of Sarah kind of manner, but when it got into the heart of the people, that's Amen. when the fall came. Because I can write something wicked or unrighteous all I want. That doesn't mean you have to partake in it. That doesn't mean you Absolutely. have to believe it and accept it as good. It doesn't mean you have to be complicit. It doesn't mean any of those things. So the problem came when you go back and look at um, that uh, numbers um, 22 and 23, where the people were taught to sin. Exactly. And you can find that in Revelation, where the Lord Jesus said that was the case um, about Balaam Amen. himself. Um, what happened was 
It wasn't that they just brought harlots or whatnot into the camp and they were just sitting there, right? Or even Mm -hmm. they could have been dancing around, doing a shimmy shake all they wanted to. It wasn't until the person took that harlot into his tent to become intimate with her and engage with her as though it were lawful. And with bold faced in the middle of everybody to do exactly. that sin against the Lord and feel like he was justified and it was okay that problems came. Exactly. And then the rest of the people said, Oh, I think I'll join in. I want to do that too. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't want to miss out on the fun. So they became complicit with the sin or willing to comply, willing to be in agreement, to go along with it. You can say that however you would like to phrase it. But they agreed with the sin, and then they made it a part of themselves, a part of their life, their mentality, their belief systems, their actions, and their behaviors. And that's when they began to fall, not when just somebody put some wicked laws on the book or they try to teach them something that was unrighteous or un- ungodly. Um, that that you know that just that's my perspective on on mm-hmm. that right there. But also that's what's shown in the Word of God. And something else that's really been um, crying out in my my spirit about this is as the church, you know, we have adopted many things as our belief systems as being right just because we felt like someone else gave us permission to do that, but God didn't say it. And even as we're um, looking at the word, we're still trying to, to receive the word or judge the word or understand the word from our humanistic perspective or from the perspective of someone else who condoned sin, who said, well, this will let this kind of um, slippery slope come in. We'll let this be the case. And this is what we think the word says. And we're going to just operate like this is true, even though it's not what the Lord has said or is saying. And again, you know, you can try, you can send a Judas into a, a group of disciples. You can send a betrayer in there, but they have no power to derail or to um, dismantle unless the people choose to side and yield to sin in whatever way, shape, and form. And and here's here's what then those people, the children of Israel in the wilderness, Mm -hmm. chose to willfully participate in, right? The first is, there was three main things. And this is from? This is from Numbers. It's in chapters 25, the first three verses. Okay. Willful participation was had in the first being sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. You see that with harlotry in Numbers 25.1. Yep. Second was in Numbers 25.2, and it says idolatry. It says they bowed down to their gods. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, in verse 3, it says they joined themselves to Baal or Baal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um Joining is a, a binding, a serving, or f- to fasten oneself. Mm-hmm. So in there is a. Well, what happened is they were they were really, go, entering into covenant with other gods, de- and destroying. The covenant they had with the Lord. Right. You shall have no other god before me or beside me. In addition to, right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Amen. And so, so all this matters because. Well, if you look at this nation, the United States of America, mm-hmm. I, I'm a citizen, have been, right? You were born My, a citizen. I was born Amen. here, right? So, um, you know, this this is the, the nation I look at first. And mm-hmm. I also, I like to, you know, as the Lord shows me, the rest of the earth, but this has happened everywhere. So, 
so for me, the, I mean, and all of us, this should be of the utmost importance mm-hmm. because it requires a repentance. It requires a righting of, of wrongs or, um, in order to repair and restore that relationship with the Lord, his covenant, but realign ourselves with him mm-hmm. and that covenant. And, and Moses talks about that in, um, well, in Numbers, um, there, he has it. He takes up issue with the people, and he says to treat them, uh, treat sin with hostility. And and and, and when I, I talk about the repentance thing, this is not treating sin as in someone else's sin with hostility. It's for our own lives, um, because we have to understand that the sin is designed to separate us from the Lord. And it is meant to, again, steal, kill, and destroy you. The devil doesn't care how he gets you into hell, if it's on a technicality or whatever, <laughs> exactly. right? Ultimately, that is his his goal, his end state, his purpose. Mm-hmm. He knows where he's headed. And clearly, misery loves company. He does not want to be left alone. Mm-hmm. So we are to treat sin in our own lives with hostility. So there's that. But also, when they, he most addressed the people, he says, they, more or less, they didn't care about what they were doing or that what they were doing was to entrap or ensnare the people of God. Talking about the enemies of the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Balaam and Balak, which is part of the reason why Balaam is mentioned throughout Scripture Not from a, this point forward. In a negative light. He but it's always in a negative mm-hmm. light. Mm-hmm. It's always as a, a proverb or a byword if you will. Mm -hmm. So they did not care that what they were doing was to entrap or ensnare the people of God and to separate them from him for eternity, Mm. which is why we cannot go take this lightly Amen. and go about this in a, you know, seemingly, if you will, um, well, I'll just, yeah, we can't, we can't approach this lightly. Mm -hmm. And, and you see the Lord did it. He even has them, as in the children of Israel in the wilderness, after they got themselves together. Uh-huh. The Lord destroyed all those kings that were a part of this, the five different kings mm. that were a part of this. Um, however, there's, a, there's something to note in this. Mm. Jericho still stood. Until... Mm-hmm. Because Jericho was in the land. Now mm-hmm. the children of Israel were out of outside of the land. They were not allowed to enter in. Mm-hmm. But you see in Joshua chapter six, right? Actually, there, there's some there's another important thing I want to bring up first. Okay. And it's in in, in Numbers thirty one. Right? Okay. Because that's where the the slaughter of Midian happens and, and the you know, the five kings and, and right. All that stuff happened. And that's also where Moses and Eliezer, the priest, met with the people outside the camp and, and Moses was angry and, you know, said, hey, this, this, is the, this is how you're supposed to treat sin and all these other things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, don't spare, right? The, the people that were against you, he says, don't spare them, right? Because it's clear that's also what he was hearing from the Lord. Like, why would you tolerate this in your midst, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it says very plainly that uh, if you continue to read there, and this getting towards like verse 21, 
all of this was supposed to be for the Lord. So they they conquered. They were able to do all these things, all right, that the Lord empowered them to do. But mm-hmm. then there is this transfer of wealth that happens. And, and I'll bring this up because it's important. Actually, I'm going to go, also go to, you see this consistency throughout, because the Lord is always consistent, mm-hmm. throughout the Word, right? Isaiah 23. It says, uh, and this is a verse... Isaiah 23 talks about the fall of Tyre, right? But verse 17 and 18 says this, It will come about at the end of the seven years that the Lord will visit Tyre. Then she will go back to her harlot's wages and will play the harlot with all the kingdoms on the face of the earth. Her gain, this, is, this is the key, verse 18. Her gain and her harlot's wages will be set apart to the Lord. It will not be stored up or hoarded. But her gain will become sufficient food and choice attire for those who dwell in the presence of the Lord, the righteous. And that's exactly what happened here. Balaam was promised wealth and all these other, all this other stuff, right? Which is what he wanted. That was his, that's what he lusted after, mm-hmm. and what caused him to do the things that he did. By Balak or from Balak, hmm. but the Lord took all that wealth from all these five kings and gave it to His people, mm-hmm. and then. Not just there, but if we go to Joshua 6, now we have all this decades later, right? Mm. Joshua and the children of Israel are now entering the promised land. And where are they camped across from? Only now, not on the outside of the Jordan, but they've crossed the Jordan. They're in the promised land. And what are they overlooking? Jericho. Jericho. Mm-hmm. And the Lord gives very specific instructions right? Ultimately, this whole battle is supposed to be dedicated to the Lord. It has to be done His way. Right. Well, isn't that not the word that you uh, or the read about what the Lord is looking for, honey, honey? Uh-huh. Yes. Amen. Amen. Oh, and I think it's really interesting that they circled around in the wilderness silently for <laughs> 40 years. Right. And then the Lord had them circle around this building silently, you know, the city silently Amen. for the number of days that he had associ- Seven days. Yeah. associated with it. I think that's a really funny correlation, but um, also interesting, you know, just how the Lord is making all these connections. Mm-hmm. And, and then the other aspect with that, right, uh, for purification, right, uh, and, and the laws of Leviticus and all that, what was mm-hmm. it? You're supposed to separate themselves for seven days, mm-hmm. right? And then on the eighth day, present yourself, mm-hmm. right? So so they had to circle it seven times, or in, in seven days, right? One time per day mm-hmm. for six days, and on the, the last time, seven times. And then when the command is given, mm-hmm. now there's the shout, right? But it's all shouting and, and dedicating and giving glory to the Lord. Amen. And the Lord moves, right? Amen. And he's the one that delivers them. But then what happens there or next? All the, all the wealth, the things, everything else was burned down in the city, but the things that were not burned or could not burn, gold and silver and, mm-hmm. and all those mm-hmm. things were to be taken. They were now considered pure or refined, if you will, clean, mm-hmm. and they were stored in with the Lord's things. But they were for. God. For the Lord, exactly. Thank and, you. And not for the people. So I guess that that brings me to something that that's also just been kind of burning in my heart as we've we've looked at that. 
the body of Christ, I, I know that we've looked for, we've longed for, we've desired that transfer of wealth for such a long time. And there are many speaking about it even now or recently. Right. And the, the, the people of God have wanted it and longed for it, but in many ways we've prostituted ourselves concerning it mm-hmm. because we, instead of um, waiting for God and, and just being that elite force for him and staying focused on his will, knowing that it's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom, we try to um, negotiate and take it for ourselves. We've tried to compromise. We've tried to um, placate, um, give give room to um, doctrines that don't honor our God, and to we've in, entertained lusts that that aren't from Him in order to get that quote unquote transfer of wealth. And we called it, you know, said God was doing it, but it in order to have it, we had to vacate everything God said was righteousness and what was about him and we just gave room to all these things to being named even in the church and i just it reminds me of the gentleman that you'll you if you read this um chapter six and seven of joshua you'll find someone who took of the gold right and he he took that actually happens right after this victory at jericho Right, and he took some things and he hid them in his household and he buried it. And then the children of Israel went to fight and they were defeated. And Joshua, you know, turned to God and said, why are we being defeated? You know, what what's wrong? I did what you asked me to do. And then the Lord was like, uh, why are you talking to me? There's sin in the camp. And told him that someone had taken of the things that were mm-hmm. accursed or supposed to be set aside for God. And um, and a curse to the people who took it because it belonged to the Lord. Right. But when it when God says don't touch it, whatever the reason is, it's God's right to say don't touch it. And they were devoid of wisdom in the situation that they were facing because someone had partaken of sin willingly, mm-hmm. eyes wide open, knew exactly what they were doing, and decided to do it anyway. And it caused the entire camp to stumble. It wasn't because. An outsider did something. It was because someone who was of the house of God decided that they were going to partake of something. And the man who did that was afraid that God wasn't going to bless him. Right. He was afraid that God was going, it was going to take too long, you know, and, and he was going to... And he tried to snatch it for himself. Exactly. When you get down to the core of it. Exactly. And he tried to take it for himself to have a little bit more or whatever it was. And it caused trouble for everyone, but also it caused the loss of his household um, mm-hmm. because his children saw it. His wife saw him come in with this stuff and all that, and everybody knew what the rules were and they said nothing. They were complicit. They were in compliance. They And actually, even after it was it. searched, then they couldn't find it, right? They didn't say anything until ultimately pressed and they said, okay, we buried it under our stuff in our tent. Right, and I believe that, did they, didn't they, um, cast lots or something like that to figure out whose house it was with the trouble yes. was with right so so they they tried to to hide this be deceptive mm-hmm. as long as possible mm-hmm. until all of the truth was just exposed right and you know for me that represents where we've been as the body of christ just we we want to have wealth we're waiting to have numbers so long and we're so desperate for it that we won't stand up and say and not for the people making the laws per se, and I'm not excusing wicked laws. I'm not saying it's okay to have wicked laws. I'm not saying that in any way, shape, or form. But the heart of the people 
said, we'll compromise here so we can get a little bit more wealth. We'll compromise there so we can have a few more people at our meeting and our congregation. We'll compromise there, we'll sacrifice there in order to get what it looks like God was saying he would give us, but come about it in an alternate means or way other than the Lord providing it and bringing us to it. And if you continue to read through Joshua, you'll see just in um, a couple of a couple more chapters or verses, God brought them into wealth that they were now allowed to partake of. God just said, give me mine first and follow my rules. And it's really about following and being obedient to what he said. But we've gotten so accustomed to compromising in the, in the church, the body of Christ, that we're willingly complicit with things that we ought not be. Amen. Absolutely. And that's something that needs to be addressed because it also goes to what the Lord is addressing in this. He's addressing, again, his body, which is the church. And what, honey? And ultimately his bride. Oh, and the, the prophetic word that you're talking about? and the Yes. The, oh, okay. So he, he mentions something that he is, or two things, that he is rebuilding and that we have to recognize because you can't have the thing that he's rebuilding. And, and yes, I know I'm kind of being elusive in, in my speech <laughs> Just right now. Just a little bit. Right? <laughs> okay. But I want, I want, if you would... Please read that and uh, that couple of paragraphs. He's talking about the family unit, but he's also talking about marriage, because this, at the, in addition to people trying to teach the people of God how to sin mm-hmm. and have them participate, it's to separate them from the Lord, mm-hmm. but also His design and structure that He has built and that you see in everything. So would you mind reading that, honey, honey? Sure. Um, just this, this back half right here, honey? Please. Okay, so the, the word of the Lord, um, we shared part of it, um, but it went on to say, um, do you want me to read the part in the middle or you want me to go Yeah, the two parts in the middle. Okay, okay. Um, the Lord further reminded me of Exodus 34, where he says about himself, keeping mercy for thousands. He said, you can also read it as keeping promises for thousands of generations, because the promises he gave us, it, they are a container for his mercy. And the promise in particular is a promise, uh, a container for his mercy. That is how he gets his mercy and grace grace poured into the earth. It comes through his promise or promises. Jesus, for example, Jesus came as the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. We saw the mercy um, of God and salvation, the life, death, burial, and resurrection of Christ manifest and come through a vessel of the promise he made to Abraham. The Lord also said he wants to rebuild the family unit by bringing restoration to the families in the earth. He wants to bring wholeness, strength, and soundness to the generations. He is generationally minded. He said he is still fulfilling the promise he made to Abraham. The Lord also spoke about marriage and his desire to do an entire work with people who will wait on him, listen to him, and follow his will above their own to have the family that he called them to have, which in him and through him will have its strength and purpose. And the generations that come forth will show forth that which God ordained and what he would like to do and created us to do and be in the world. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. There's a ton in there. 
mm-hmm. when we look at what the Lord is doing and what he's rebuilding and restoring, in there is also this nation. Amen. But it also gives insight into what happened with Joshua mm, okay. and, and the children of Israel in, in the wilderness, right? Because mm-hmm. you have all these decades of time uh-huh. that, that passed from when Balaam and Balak were was there, mm-hmm. right? And taught the people how to sin, mm-hmm. to separate them from the Lord, but also to an attempt to corrupt the structure the Lord had, which was total reliance and dependence on him to do his will, his plan, his purpose, ultimately his covenant, right? Mm-hmm. And the destiny track he had for for them as a people, but each and every individual himself. Mm-hmm. Which is why now at this time, after they have this victory, and he says, all these things are dedicated to the Lord, right? And then we're going to spare this one because, right, uh, as in Rahab, Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. what she did, she chose the Lord, right? So there was repentance and forgiveness and a choosing that happened. She believed God. She believed God, right? (laughs) Exactly. So took God as her God and she became his people. And you see Mm -hmm. the Lord honor that and bless that and even came through her lineage, if you will, mm-hmm. um, or she was added to the lineage of, of our Lord and Savior. Amen. That's a better way to phrase that. Yes. <laughs> so. Yes, and amen. But then when you get down, this is in Joshua 6, verse 26. It says, Then Joshua made them take an oath at the time, saying, Cursed before the Lord is the man who rises up and builds this city, Jericho. Jericho. So, of course, it's talking about rebuilding, right? And he says, with the loss of his firstborn, he shall lay its foundation. And with the loss of his youngest son, he shall set up his gates. And then it says, so the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame was in all the land. Mm-hmm. Why did that happen? Why, honey? Tell me. Well, there's a lot in there, right? Mm-hmm. It's not so much about the place. It's understanding the spiritual aspect behind or what was within, contained within that place. That's clearly where Balak and Balaam came out of in order to teach the people sin, right? Mm-hmm. But let's also compare some things. If you go back even to the beginning with Adam and woman, right? What did, what did the Lord say to the serpent? Cursed are you. Right? Mm-hmm. Among all the, the cattle and... Actually, let me just get there. I'll read it. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's in Genesis 3. It says, Because you have done this, uh, the Lord God said... This is in Genesis three fourteen. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you more than all the cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you will go and dust you will eat all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise you in the head, and you shall bruise him on the heel. Okay? Mm. Okay. What are we? The Lord's church, but we are his body, mm-hmm. and ultimately his bride. Amen. A portion of his bride. Okay, yes. Yeah, the people portion. <laughs> the people portion of his bride, right? <laughs> Amen. <clears throat> so, who is the Lord? Our God, our husband as well, though. He is also the the first and the last, the Alpha and the Omega, or the Aleph and the Tav. Amen. So what do we see here? He's separating and cursing this 
this place, this city, representative of Satan, the devil, and the adversary, who is saying you're going to be separated if, if you try when you try to rebuild this is what he's saying, paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. It will cost you your firstborn, and at the end it will cost you the last. You will be separated from them. Not that they represent Christ, but there is, if you will, a type and a shadow given there. Mm-hmm. Christ is the first and the last. So it's talking about eternally and forever separated from the Lord and Savior because of what came out of it. Amen. And it, it, I think Sin it, and wickedness. Amen. And I think it's also addressing that um, spirit of rebellion that amen. is also the Antichrist that says, I'm going to defy God. I'm going to show exactly. you wrong and something you tore down, God, I'm going to build back up with my own hands and I'm going to make you bow down. I'm going to ascend and you're going to yield and bow down to me, which is, again, what Lucifer said in the beginning. But also you saw that at the Tower of Babel and um, that defiance of the way and the route and the the decision mm-hmm. that God made that some human being would try to overturn it and overthrow it with their will or their abilities to say God is wrong and they're right. Exactly. Because I know some will look at it and go, oh, well, well, John, the scripture says bless and don't curse. And no, no, no. There's a deeper aspect here that we must understand. It's the thing contained within the city. So Mm -hmm. anyone that seeks to rebuild it is seeking to do the same thing, to which is to, God. to defy the Lord mm-hmm. and to teach the people how to sin Amen. and to bind them in that sin hmm. in order to eternally separate them from the Lord, to steal, kill, and destroy them hmm. on an eternal level. Amen. So, yes, that part is cursed. It's already cursed. And whether he said it out loud or not, <laughs> he who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. Exactly. So, but he who sows in the spirit mm-hmm. will reap of the spirit. Amen to that. So it's important for us to, to understand that because then at the end of Joshua's life, and, and, and well, actually, hold on, let's pause there for a second because the, prior to, someone did attempt to rebuild. Prior to what, honey? Prior to the, well, not the end of Joshua's life, but... There was an individual mm-hmm. that sought to rebuild Jericho, mm-hmm. and it happened. It's in First Kings. It happened under the reign of Ahab. Mm. And no, Amen. Um, on this ep- or podcast, right? A matters of life. Mm. We have been talking a lot throughout this year mm-hmm. about and studying this out. Whether it's Joshua and children of Israel in the wilderness and the places they went and how it aligned with Elijah, mm-hmm. and it aligned with Elisha, and even John the Baptist when he came, you know, as a the second Elijah, and also as someone who was had a double portion in Elisha, mm-hmm. how he went to the same places, only in reverse, right? Mm-hmm. And and then John the Baptist saying, knowing who, who was, if you will, the second coming of Elijah, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. Jesus stated it so plainly, mm-hmm. that... There was more places to go than just the banks of the Jordan. He was to go to Jericho and these other places, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, um, which is an incredible thing, but this individual, his name is Heel, right? H I E L, who tried to rebuild uh-huh. okay. Jericho. Uh-huh. So clearly, was trying to reestablish the same thing, the same spirit, right? To teach the people how to sin, to defy God, and mm-hmm. to ultimately 
lead people to, uh, away, steal, kill, and destroy them, mm-hmm. separate from them from the Lord for all eternity. Mm-hmm. When the foundation was laid, he lost his firstborn son. And when it was completed, his youngest son perished also. Mm. So it just further proves out the word of the Lord through Joshua, through his servant. But then also it's interesting how Joshua at the end, towards the end of his life, mm-hmm. he says uh, he, he gives at the time mm-hmm. an account of Israel's history. Mm-hmm. And um, he talks about in verse 6 how the chariots and horsemen in the Red Sea, the Lord had delivered them, right? It's verse 7. I'll start in verse 7. It says, But when they cried out to the Lord, he put darkness between you and the Egyptians and brought the sea upon them and covered them. And your own eyes saw what I did in Egypt. And you lived in the wilderness for a long time. This is not this is Joshua speaking, but it's the Lord speaking through Joshua, right? Okay. Then I brought you into the land of the Amorites who lived beyond the Jordan, and they fought with you, and I gave them into your hand. And you took possession of their land when I destroyed them before you. Then... Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, rose and fought against Israel, and he sent and summoned Balaam, the son of Beor, to curse you. But I was not willing to listen to Balaam, so he had to bless you, and I delivered you from his hand. And then he says, you crossed the Jordan and came to Jericho, and the citizens of Jericho fought against you and the Amorite, and the Perizzite, and the Canaanite, and the Hivite, and the Gershite, Gergeshite, mm-hmm. and the Hivite, and the Jebusite. Thus I gave them into your hand. Right? Mm-hmm. And I find it very interesting because in between those two verses, um, 10 and 11, right? He talks about how he wasn't willing to listen to Balaam. Amen. But then he says how now you came back and you fought against Jericho, or Jericho fought against you, and mm-hmm. I gave them to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is... A huge period, decades of time Amen. in between there. Amen. But as a result of not adhering to the Lord, not Amen. just wholeheartedly, or as we said at the beginning of this podcast and his the word that he gave for this year, was he's looking for people that are willing to forsake all and follow him, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. put his will and his perspective above their own. They were unwilling to do that, to just stand on his word. So they were not able to enter in. But notice how it's not even mentioned here. Where the Lord takes our sin, and when we repent, when we turn to him, he casts it in the sea of forgetfulness. Mm -hmm. So he remembers it no more. And he's just talking here about the victories and victory and Mm -hmm. victory. And he's just listing it out, saying, hey, just like our Lord says in the New Testament, that we move from victory to victory in Amen. Christ Jesus, Amen. our Lord. But then he also, after he recounts this history, he puts the uh, this, well, fact of Scripture that we see. There's two main points in Scripture that the Lord gives for us. Mm-hmm. His, his desire, his will, plan, purpose, and covenant is, I will be your God and you will be my people. Mm-hmm. And... He always gives us a choice. Amen. And we see that through the entirety. Also, we see that through the, the entirety of Scripture. How he tells us in, in, to choose this day whom we will serve, right? And this is the clearly very famous verse, right? Uh, mm-hmm. People typically recognize it more than many others, mm-hmm. right? 
But he's also telling that to us as individuals yeah. and as a nation. Amen. And I'll say, me for, for myself and, <laughs> and my family and my nation, and you for yours. You have to make this choice. What will you choose? Will you choose the Lord? Will, you, will we understand the, the ways that we have not fully stepped into his will, his role, mm-hmm. that we have not upheld his covenant in our lives and in our nation? Will we turn from those things and mm-hmm. solely with absolutely everything in our being, spirit, soul, and body, serve the Lord and put his will, his perfect will, above our own will and above his permissive will? Amen. Amen. And then teach our children to do the same. Amen. Because it's, it's great for you to learn it. It's, it's great for the parents, <laughs> you know, one parent to learn it or whatnot. But if your spouse doesn't get it, if your children don't understand this and they lost, they are lost and they perish and they turn away from God, what is it worth it? You know, did it, did it reap all that God sent it to do? And I would say no. And that's important to God that we turn around and hand it to the next generation, starting with those within our own home and our own household Amen. first. Amen. All those the Lord has put in our charge or in our care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, I want to encourage you again. I can't say this enough. To encourage you to go listen to the word of the Lord for 2023. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the title of it. You can find it on any of the, you know, you can find it on Matters of Life. Amen. You can find it on the Living a Messiah's Love podcast. You can find it on the Morning Bible Study podcast and just on our website. Mm-hmm. Uh, I strongly encourage you to go listen to that. And I know it's long, but walk through it as we go mm-hmm. in that in that teaching and in that episode and look at the scriptures and see that not just what we're saying is true, but see it for yourself and let Holy Spirit minister it to you so it's forever written on the tablet of your heart. Mm-hmm. And it makes it easier to come in to alignment with the Lord's plan and what he's doing Amen. in this nation. Amen. And make that choice for him. Amen. So I'd like to thank you all for joining us tonight. And I especially want to thank you and those that continue to stand for the Lord and for righteousness and justice. I love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful evening.